as you are pushing the cart, you narrowly avoid an older woman. And you startle her with your big cart, even though you move it out of the way, you avoid hitting her. You startle her, though, and she drops all of her belongings and lets out a bit of a yelp. I apologize profusely, tip my hat just a moment. Finn, you want to uh, be a good lad and give her a hand here? I got the just kind of motion to the car. My little little full here. Of course. Oh, oh, thank you, my dear boy. And uh, your accent. Where are you from? Uh, have you heard of um, uh, a city in Ireland called Cork? Cork. Oh, vaguely. Believe, yes, yes, I, I do. Southern. I have several friends from. It's a beautiful, beautiful island. Sure. Thank is. you, my dear. Thank you. She'll start taking her belongings. Where are you headed on uh, Rush? Oh no, no! I was here at the museum and taking in the sights. I like to, you know, spend time here looking at the exhibits. I, I'm visiting my grandson. Ah. And um, at this point, she'll see the rest of you in the projector in the cart. Um, what is it you're doing here? Uh, well, the um, the projector here, this thing. We're taking it off to the shop to get uh, fixed. They, uh, they wanted to have it be all set up and ready for the, the changing over of the exhibits. Oh, they're going to run one of those silent movies. Yes, although the projector itself is in such a state that, unfortunately, it's uh, it's making people ill with the moving and the picturing and the silence. Oh my word! How how terrible! And they want to show it. That makes no sense at all. Well, that's why we're trying to fix it, so they don't get sick. Yes, the curator has. Very little experience with how a museum should be properly run, and so now he is trying to use this newfangled contraption in order to mask his shortcomings. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Um, but I do need to go. I need to meet my, my little Georgie. Yes, yes, of course, of course. We are. Very sorry to have uh, disturbed you and your belongings. As she takes the last item out of Finn's hands to turn and leave, Finn, you'll see that it is a uh, it is a book without a title, and it's got a weird old timey kind of filigree pattern on it. She takes the book and just shoves it in her bag and toddles out of the museum. Right. Is there anything else about the book? I mean, just looked funny and old. It looked interesting to you. You want to make an occult roll? Just a book with a weird cover. No one else saw it. As she makes her distance from us and we make our distance from her, I'll lean over to Finn. Was uh, was she clean? She didn't have anything weird. She's an octogenarian. Is she clean? Well, do they usually have old books coming out here? Because she had a 
fairly old book, and usually when there's an old book in a museum, it's supposed to stay here. Yes, I suppose smuggling an old book out of a musty museum would be downright criminal, wouldn't it? The worst kind of paper. Just kind of look over. It's like, um, uh, we talk about it on the ride. Yes, of course. Are you certain you don't want to mug an old woman for her journal? We still have time. I still have to go to the hospital to interview two people. Keep talking like that. You might end up in the hospital. Come on, you guys. Let's go. We have stuff to do. I also would like to go to the hospital and speak to these people. There's something wrong with a woman. Apparently, women have weak constitutions, according to Mr. Doyle. So we need to figure out what's going on here. Yes, if they have any holy water, I believe I need to spray myself with it in order to decurse myself from his odorous constitution. I've heard cod liver oil is good for constitution. I will take that under advisement. Did you find where the hospital is? Can we can we keep it moving? Well, if you look across the street... Philip is pointing across the street where the hospital is. Oof. So you guys walk over to St. Mary's Hospital, which indeed is diagonally across from the Miskatonic University campus. Is this a derp truck? Like, is it a company or corporate vehicle? Yeah. Just like under the driver and the passenger side, I'm just going to put that bowl and that book under there since it's just across the street to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And you guys store the projector in the back? Lock it up real good and carry the keys on me. Find some poor student to be like, hey, uh, here you go. And just kind of give him the cart. And he'll take it back. Thanks. And you guys are now going to the hospital. So as you guys enter the hospital, it's that nice smell of disinfectant, uh, kind of bleach water, chlorine stench. At the reception area, she has a nurse's uh, uniform, but a nun's habit on, as well as a, a prominent cross around her neck. Cookie is not going to give Philip a chance to offend a nun. So she is going to walk right up. Hello, sister. Um, my name is Charlotte. I am uh, with the Department of Esoteric Relic Procurement and Flash My Badge. I actually need to speak with a couple of your patients. Do you have a moment? Uh, you would, you, my dear, you, you care to visit a patient in the, in the hospital? Yes. I'm not family. Well, then I can't let you visit the patient in the hospital. Here's my badge. I'm an officer of the law, and I need to go speak with Ms. Bowman. And a, a very tranquil, pleasant smile. 
my dear, I've I've never heard of this uh, department that you you speak of. Uh, you aren't law enforcement, obviously, and you just stated you weren't family. Yes. Do you want to try to do a persuade roll? Sure. Yes, I understand that. However, I am with Derp. This is my badge. I need to speak with her. It's a matter of national importance. I have no better way to put that. Miss Bowman has had quite a tragic time. Are you sure this could not wait until she's discharged? I'm afraid not. I'm so sorry, sister. I really hate to put you in this position. And I certainly hate to put her in this position as well. But I really need to speak with her immediately. And at that, she'll look at the uh, others that are obviously with you. You all came in together. She'll look at you and say, I can only allow one visitor. Well, we also need to speak with another one of your patients here as well. I'm sorry, Philip, what was his name? Ah, yes, of course. We need to speak to Mr. Stanley Moss as well. You see, we've come from the museum where the curator told us of what befell his uh, two assistant curators. Uh, You must understand we are investigating whether or not there is some sort of uh, infection or if there is a uh, a problem with the ventilation in the basements of the museum. And so a standard interview should not take too terribly long. We wish to ensure that the symptoms are either the same or different. And from there, we'll be able to report back to Mr. Doyle and suggest a course of action. Oh, wow. My goodness. Why didn't you just tell me you were working for Mr. Doyle? He's such a lovely man. Yes, miss, you can speak to uh, Miss Bowman and, and the others. You can speak to Mr. Moss. He is in um, a, in a private room, not in the um, special ward where Miss Bowman is. But yes, 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 I did not know that Mr. Doyle had asked you to come over to speak with him. I wish he would have given us a call and let us know. Yes, it is an oversight. On our parts, I assure you, he says with gritted teeth. And she will stand up and walk you to a stairwell and escort you up the flights of stairs. At the third floor, she'll have the three gentlemen go to a nurse's station and she'll indicate to the nurses there to show you to Mr. Moss's room. And then Cookie, she will take you further up another two flights where she will take you to what is clearly the uh, psych ward because she pulls out a key to unlock the door. As you enter that floor, you do hear screaming and wailing and crying. And that lovely bleach and chlorine smell is now gone and replaced with a lovely smell of urine. As we are getting split up, as Cookie and the sister start going up the stairs, Philip will stop and nudge Bruno and look up the stairs and then gesture up the stairs and then gesture harder up the stairs. 
Is the nun still within hearing distance? No. I think Philip would have waited till she was at least around the corner of the staircase up to where she was out of sight. Yes. Oh, so now you want me to do illegal things. Is that it? I don't want you to do illegal things, but if three of us are going to talk to one and one is going to talk to the other, then what is it that the colonials say? You want to back up. You want to support Cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go where I'm not supposed to be. I understand. Carefully open the door and just kind of lurk my way up the stairs. And Finn and I are off. Bruno, do you plan to catch up with them as they enter? Or are you going to try to pick the lock and try to break into the psych ward? Because I really hope it's the latter. I don't think I want to catch up to them. I kind of want to be able to see where they go. But at the same time, I don't want the lady that has seen me to see me in the process. I've got another idea in case somebody else gets in my business. I'm hearing that Bruno wishes to roll stealth. I did mention it was echoey. Yeah, I got big floppy boots. Just stomp, stomp, stomp. You'll see a head peek over. So yeah, she's going to spot you. Same nurse. Same nurse with Cookie. They were up higher, but you made noise. So she looked down and caught you. She'll look to Cookie. I guess your friends don't like you to be alone. He is definitely a good friend of mine, and I think I might feel a little more comfortable if he came with me. Would that be okay? I promise he'll stay out of the way. I mean, look at him. Let's roll a charm. Okay, my dear. As long as he just... Stands in the room and doesn't speak. You should be fine. Thank you so much. And Bruno, you'll hear a voice call down to you. My son, you may as well just come up here so we can get this over with. I will do so, and I will take off my hat and attempt to be very respectful to the nun. Let's handle Philip and Finn before we go to psych ward. You guys are directed to the room of a Mr. Stanley Moss. Upon entering, it's a very pleasant room. Curtains are open. There is a bed with an individual laying on it. Looks like he's asleep. There is a giant crucifix uh, on the wall above the bed. There are several vases of flowers as well. Well, as we are led to this room, and Philip will look in, see the gentleman who looks asleep on the bed, and he will reach up and rap smartly on the door to wake his ass up before we walk inside. At the rap on the door, he awakens and looks over, and without really even registering who knocked on the door, he kind of says, Oh, is it dinner time already? Not quite, my good man. Uh, do you mind if we come in? Who are who are you? You you aren't one of the doctors. 
Ah, but I am Dr. Philip Wiesel. I am recently of uh, Boston Medical. I've come to take a mm, diagnostic. I am told that you had a rather nasty spell in the basement of the museum. Is that so? Looks down towards, like, your feet. Slightly shakes his head. No, I... I didn't... I didn't fall. Well, how about you take a moment and gather your thoughts and tell me what happened? Can you guys both roll a spot hidden for me? Finn apparently is just along for the ride. Well, he saw the crucifix and he knew he had to do the sign of the cross, so he was doing that instead of looking for anything. Philip is a Protestant. He doesn't care. Philip, when you ask Mr. Moss to tell you everything what had happened, you notice his eyes start to well up with tears, and he starts to his chin does that quiver. Mm-hmm. And he's not quick to speak. He's resistant to telling you about it, but perhaps he is thinking about it, and that's what's upset him. My good man, you seem distraught. Whatever is the matter? And he gulps, and it was... I don't know, it was just so... so sad. Uh, What do you mean by so sad? What was it? The, The movie was just so... so horribly sad. I just... I was overwhelmed with... with... And he just starts breaking down. Oh, now, 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 there, 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 there. And he's going to just awkwardly pat him on the shoulder. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. You were so overcome that you, you had to check in here. Is that so? Yeah, I just, I, it was so sad. But it doesn't make any sense. And at that, he looks up at you almost pleadingly. He was just playing with his daughter. She looked happy, but it was still just, it made me feel so sad. So at mention of a moving picture doing these things, Phillips just kind of leaned back a bit, start looking around this room. He knows there's a cross. The cross doesn't bother him. Was there anyone else with you when you saw this? Raises his hand over his mouth, gasps, oh, God. Oh, Esme. Poor Esme. They told me what happened to her. And what had happened to her? Well, I didn't see it. I don't remember it. But they told me she she tried to kill herself. Could you imagine? She's so devout, doing such a thing, risking eternal damnation. But it was so sad. Yes, yes, of course, that's terrible. I'm terrible. I, I apologize, devout. She's, she's Catholic, like, like I am. I see. Of course, of course, I'm. My my apologies, I just... Mm. So she risked eternal damnation because she was so moved by this... what was, was being shown? 
I guess. Like I said, I, I, they told me about it after, after I woke up. Have you, have you seen her? Is she doing better? Is she? I have. God forgive her for what she did. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I have trusted compatriots who are going to visit her right now to assess her health. Now, if you could be a, a good chap and tell me what you were doing before you saw this, whatever it was. Well, uh, <sighs> Esme and I went down to to start our day, and and that's when we found we found Toby on the ground and just uh, on the floor, just in a fetal position, just crying and just mumbling incoherently to himself and we called an ambulance to come and, and get him and, and, and treat him and and then when everything calmed down Esme and I went back in to to do our jobs and that's when we noticed that the projector was plugged in and it wasn't before and, and so we had never seen the film and we thought it would be a a treat to just have a private showing. So wait, there is the the janitor was on the floor crying, and you thought it was a good idea to see a film. No, oh goodness, no! We we attended to him first. It wasn't until all that commotion died down that we went back down and and. I apologize for <sighs> misunderstanding. Yes, you must forgive him. He is a good Catholic boy, and he is uncertain as to uh, the mysteries of uh, what happened in that that museum basement. Please, pray forgive him. Forgive him. It's, he knows not what he does, I believe, is the colloquial term for that. And he's just nods his head. and I'm just... I just don't want to talk about this anymore. Of course, I understand entirely. Now it is very clear that there is a an, some kind of environmental phenomenon in the basement. I think it would be best for you if you just got some fresh air for a time, maybe a week or so. Go on holiday to the coast, you know? And that eyes go big and he just starts wailing. And this guy's wailing. And Philip just kind of pinches the bridge of his nose and says, no, maybe perhaps a a nice stroll in the forest instead. Yes, let's let us let us forget about the ocean. Let us just think about the trees and the forest and the tall mountains. There's a mountain range in near, near New York, I believe it's called the Catskills. Take a holiday there. Enjoy the nice air. Perhaps try some of that snow skiing that uh, the mountaineers like to do. He's trying to compose himself, and you talk about forests and mountains, and that does start to calm him down a bit. But at that, he's kind of going to turn away a little bit from you and look out the window at the uh, tree that can be seen. And he's just kind of turns away from you. You may proceed to do more. Interrogate him if you wish. 
So tell me, if you could, what are the exhibits that you are changing to show at the museum this season? Oh, just artifacts in the basement that were not shown for a few years. Various ones, Roman pieces, Greek pieces, African pieces. Some Polynesian, mm. some, you know, relics from colonial times. Ah, yes, yes. Curator Doyle seems very entranced with everything that's in your basement. Wants to leave his mark on the university and the museum and wants to show all the pieces that we have and And so he asked us to just do the big switch and start moving things out and prep for the new year. Mm, Of course, of course. And how long has uh, Mr. Doyle been a curator of your museum? Two years. Taking him this long to find a way to leave his mark? I see. Not really going to make a connection with that at all. Philip will look over at Finn. Finn kind of just shrugs. Well, I do thank you for your time. I hope and wish for you a speedy recovery. Please do take my advice. Go to the mountains. Enjoy the forests and the snow and the fresh air. It will do you a world of good. Continue looking out that window and he'll just do a slight nod. And with that, I think we can go to the other half. A cookie and a Bruno show. As I stated earlier, when the sister opens the door to the psych ward, it is very much different from the rest of the hospital that you've seen, that main floor and the stairwell. The psych ward, you do hear the screaming, the wailing, the crying. The smell, that clean bleach chlorine smell is gone, replaced with urine. The doors are shut in the hallways. It's very secure. You can tell you are in what could very easily be deemed a prison-like environment. And the nurse will take you to a door. She'll kind of call over another nurse who will bring a key and open it for you. And inside, in a very small room, there is a single bed. Upon it is a woman, and she is restrained. Right now, she appears to be asleep. Any personal effects in the room or anything like that? No. There is also a crucifix on the wall. I will stay to the back and let Charlotte do what she do. Cookie just takes a step into the room and just kind of clears her throat. Just, I don't want to scare her awake, obviously. You want to make a stealth roll then? I mean, I want to wake her up, but not... But you don't want to startle her, so let's see how uh, gently you enter. So as you go in, you're trying to be quiet. As you enter, 
I assume Bruno is going in with you, but the chunk of the door shutting and then the lock of it, the woman on the bed, her eyes just snap open and just stare at you. Um, Miss, Miss Bowman? Who are you? Why are you here? What are you going to do to me now? What, why, who sent you? Why is he here? What is he going to do? My name is Cookie. I sit down on the floor and kind of shoot a look back at Bruno. There's a little bit of a groan. It's just like, oh, you're... We're not here to hurt you. I, um, I just need to talk to you, if that's okay. I wanted to check on you. I came from the university. So seeing no ill response... I want to proceed and ask what what happened to your wrists? She'll pull one of the arms up and you'll hear the chink of the restraint and she'll try to see it. And then she'll turn it so it faces the bed so it kind of hides it a bit. I had, I had an accident. It was an accident. I didn't do anything. I am a Catholic. I am de- out. I would never do that. They're lying to you. No one's told me anything other than you were hurt. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. You're here to, to see if I'm lying, and I'm not lying. I've told them all I'm not lying, and every time I tell them, they come in with, with some other needle full of something, and then I, I can't think clearly, and then I... And then I, I go to sleep, and I, I have the nightmares, and I see it all. I don't want to talk about your nightmares. I believe you. How did you have your accident? What happened? What was the accident? Did you fall like Toby fell? Fell, fell, hum. Yeah, I, I, I fell. I fell. And, and and there must have been something on the on the floor. One of the other pieces must have must have cut me. I didn't I didn't cut myself. I I wouldn't do that. I I I would never do that. Did you watch a weird film by any chance? I heard that there was a broken projector. Her eyes will go wide. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. But no, 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 because they're just going to come in and I'm going to get upset and then they're going to come in with, with more, with more needles. And then I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to have the nightmares again. I don't want to have the nightmares again. Don't make me have the nightmares again. The last thing we want to do is get you upset and and make them give you any medicine. You shouldn't have to take it. What do you see, though? When you have these nightmares, is it anything you can talk about with, without getting too upset? I'm so sorry, Miss Bowman, to have to ask you these questions. I don't want to stress you more. I don't want to force you. But I need to be able to understand what happened in that basement so we can make sure it never happens again. For all the persuade for me. She flips out, screaming at you. You are here. You are here to see if I'm lying. 
You're from the church. You want to excommunicate me. You just want to send me to hell. You're not here to help me. And just start screaming at the top of her lungs. At that, you will hear commotion outside the door. You can hear the key opening it. Bruno, don't let him open the door. Bruno, let's make a luck roll. Yep, you are able to get in front of that door to hold it. You do feel a couple of those uh, nuns kind of pushing, though. You have a couple minutes before they call one of the bigger orderlies to assist them. I'm going to jump up and stand over the bed to where she can't reach me and tell her, that's right, I don't believe you. I don't believe you have nightmares about anything, and I think you tried to kill yourself. And hope she tells me what happened in desperation. I was going to say, I'd be happy to throw some kind of assist on that if there's someone. Roll intimidate, you big monster of a man. I'll just come in with like a, hurry up, they're going to be here for the exorcism. She burst into tears. She's no longer like screaming at you. Now it's more of just the crying. It just, I didn't, I didn't want to. It was just, it was the, the dread, the, the dread. It was just, I was never going to be happy again. And who would want to live like that? And, and it was, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't want to, but I couldn't help it. It was just so... I just... And then she, she just kind of starts muttering and repeating over and over again. Much the same stuff she just said. Alright, Bruno. I think we got it. Do you want anything else from her? Or should we skibby out of here before they lock us in? Nah, as, uh, we good. As Cookie comes over to the door. Uh, fuck it. I'll let these guys think what they will. Fuck them. So you are going to open the door? Less open the door, more just don't block it anymore. Okay. The door will open. Uh, one of the nuns will come in. The one that escorted you up will follow. The first one goes right to the woman. And again, there's a needle in her arm and knocks her out. The one that escorted you looks at the two of you. And just, I knew it was a mistake to let you in. I will tell Mr. Doyle about this. As you say, you're law enforcement. Can't believe you would treat us poor woman like this. You are just with your pants. I just, just leave. Bruno, let's get out of here. Head on out of here but I will let you guys reconvene since uh, two of you are being summarily exited forcibly from the uh, hospital. Philip and Finn will meet them being frog-marched out at the front entrance. Oh, well, isn't this out of the ordinary? Is it really? Uh, no, I was trying a new thing. It was sarcasm. I don't know ah. if it worked. It was an attempt by him to be witty. You know how witty he is, right? Hey, Bruno, you got a smoke. Already, like, getting the pack out. Philip has his pipe. He's packing it as well, but he's a lot calmer about it than the other two. So, 
We were able to find that it was the saddest movie involving a beach that the world has ever seen. And to even speak about beaches and water will drive man into a unconsolable depression. Incredible dread, and she tried to kill herself. Interesting. You know, the man we spoke to did make a very specific note of both of their faiths, both very Catholic. My apologies, he says to Finn. Finn shrugs. I think that we should see if we can track down Toby. Because he was affected first, but not by much more time than them, and he is out of the hospital. Yes, and to hear that charlatan say it, Doyle was not affected at all. That's not exactly true. Uh, He, I believe, said that it invigorated him. It made him feel good. It's just deeper. Yes, my shock at his seeming delight in the despair of other people astounds me. Truly, truly, I am shocked. Truly. Mandas of the jail cell. Yes, yes, we should find Toby, the custodian, and ascertain whether or not he's also extremely Catholic, or how his story diverts from the other two. Is this a derp truck? Like, is it a, a company or corporate vehicle? Yeah. I'm going to assume they have some kind of small, like, under-the-seat, con- like, not concealed, but, like... Smuggling s- compartment? Yeah. No. It's a government <laughs> vehicle that's on the up-and-up. Why would they have a smuggling compartment? It's on the up-and-up. It's about... On the up-and-up. You are the only criminal here in this agency, sir. Uh, Finn also stole books. That's right. <laughs> Finn was really been corrupted. <laughs> he learned it by watching you. That's fine. <laughs> and you guys are now going to the hospital. Okay. And so just, um, yeah, just go ahead. Point out this map here that it is Lich Street next to the burying ground. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea for those places to be next to each other. I mean, look, there's Water Street and River Street that are next yeah. to Miskatonic River. They're, they're, just, all, they're, they're all very efficient. Bad. They're efficient about their naming nomenclature, which is reductive, I know, but... but they're on opposite sides, so that makes sense. Because, like, on the, on the port side, you have Water Street, and on the other side, you have the River Street. And next to the church, you have Church Street. They're just very efficient. Actually, both churches on church street all three churches four churches are on church street i guess that's where it gets the name right up the hangman's oh my hill God. <laughs> and finn and i are off to see uh the wizard 
Well, if that's what he's calling himself <laughs> in this private room, then yes. <laughs> he is definitely a good friend of mine, and I think I might feel a little more comfortable if he came with me. Would that be okay? I promise he'll stay out of the way. I mean, look at him. He's just a big puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> but the rabbits, George. <laughs> if you just got some fresh air for a time, maybe a week or so, go on holiday to the coast, you know? If that eyes go big, he just starts wailing. Oh, shit, that's right. (laughs) You monster. You monster. Though it not be written down, let it be known that I'm an ass. (laughs) You have a couple minutes before they call one of the bigger orderlies to assist them. Can I try and intimidate her to get her to tell me what I want to know? Yeah. Uh Let's intimidate the poor woman. (laughs) Everybody give it fill of shit. (laughs) My patience is wearing thin. (laughs) Doyle's the nicest man tonight. Uh (laughs) Doyle's Uh, the one behind this. Oh my god. And hope she tells me what happened in desperation. Oh my god. Guys are monsters. If we'd put her in a nun's habit, <laughs> we would have made her make confession, and that's how we would have gotten all this. It would have been the same intimidate role. Right? Oh my god. I can Catholic. Oh fun. god. <laughs> I'll just come in with like a hurry up, they're gonna be here for the exorcism. She did make a constitution check to see if this intimidation was going to cause her to faint. She did not. (laughs) So, since you guys are the monsters here. um, We're saving the world one (laughs) creepy thing at a time. Yeah, and I don't think we're adding any more at this point. Trauma? Yeah, she's good. (laughs) Just shoot her with a needle. (laughs) Wow. I knew it was a mistake to let you in. I will tell Mr. Doyle about this. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> right? He's a sleazeball. <laughs> Bye. You are just with your pants. I just, just leave. Leave with your pants. pants. With your pants. <laughs> You're one of those modern women. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. 
Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this and we will see you next week.